Okay, so uh, let me pray, and then we'll, we will start our time together. Uh, God, thank you so much for this day, this gift of life. As we come into this place today, uh, let us be open to conversation and uh, interaction with each other. Uh, let these, uh, this episode and these words that we talk about land uh, within us and ultimately transform us. Uh, we pray and celebrate with uh, the many families in our church who uh, have just welcomed new life into their homes. Um, we just pray uh, that you give these families the energy they need um, to care for these new children, um, to be peace in their household as they make the transitions, and let us be a community that stands with them and helps them when, uh, when needed. And we also pray for those that are dealing with loss. The Waddells are dealing with the loss of a father and a grandfather. Uh, so many others who have lost a loved one uh, this week or who has a loved one who is in some season of suffering and or recovery. Wherever folks are at, we just pray that we're able to stand with them and for them as best we can. Uh, again, we're thankful for Jesus and his life and example and sacrifice, and we pray all this in his name. Amen. All right, so welcome to another edition of the Gospel According to the Office. Um, today, our main focus is on uh, forgiveness, which is great. Um, so before we get to the episode, which today's episode is going to be Conflict Resolution from Season 2, Episode 21. But before we get to that, I just want to make, uh, kind of set this up in that when we talk about forgiveness, the first thing I feel like we got to talk about is the fact that God is relationship. We see that from the very beginning, from Genesis, where God says, let us create in our own image, in the likeness of ourselves. So from the beginning, it's all about relationship. So relationship matters. We are designed for relationship. We are meant for relationship. And uh, we're not meant to, to do this thing called life alone. And we see that from the very beginning. I saw this quote from um, this saint, and he says, God is unhindered dialogue, a positive and inclusive flow, an eternal water wheel of self-emptying and outpouring love that knows it can completely self-empty because it will always be filled back up. And I think that that's and I think, truthfully, we don't spend enough time talking about this relationship between the Trinity and this, this self-emptying and this outpouring of love and this, and this is like this water wheel and it just keeps, it just keeps going. And we're invited into that relationship. We have a seat in that flow. We have a place in that flow. This is just a matter of do we realize that or not? So I just kind of want to set those up as a, 
just kind of nuggets to, to be thinking about and to keep in mind. So today, as we, as before we get to the episode, I want you to, in the back of your mind, be naming the conflicts. Who and over what are these legitimate grudges? What is the source? And is there a common thread running through them? Okay. Let me set us up here. found a band yet for your wedding? No. Because I'm in a band. We really rock. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh... Okay, uh, just maybe turn to a person and kind of talk about those questions that I asked, you know, what were the conflicts? Were they... Uh, legitimate kind of things, or what? Just kind of walk through some of those, some of these questions. Who and what they were over? What was the source? Common thread. Let's talk for just a few minutes. Ready, break. Yeah. Okay. So, what did y'all? What did you talk about? Where the about the conflicts that we saw in the office? I think. We talked a little bit about the Pam Angela one, yeah. where um, Angela wants to be invited to Pam's wedding. Pam doesn't really like Angela, and then Pam also has this expectation of Angela being nicer to her because she's keeping the secret about Angela and Dwight, mm -hmm. which kind of also goes back to um, like two weeks ago when they talked about gift giving. It's yeah. like you can't have an expectation of someone doing something for you just because you're like keeping their secret for them, because then it's not like you're getting a gift, you're just like almost holding it over them, like, you should be nice to me because I'm keeping the secret for you. Yeah, there's a lot of keeping score in the office dynamic. A lot, that's like, maybe the only person that doesn't really keep score is like Kevin. So I think he's, he's able to mentally do that. And his, his character in the show is, at least. But I think every, what's that? <laughs> he's the accountant. Yeah, and he's the accountant, right? Yeah. So, um, which is pretty funny. So, yeah, that's, that's a great point. What else? What else did y'all talk about with the conflicts in the office? We talked about a little bit how the majority of the conflicts, they came from people that were like, right next to each other all the time. <clears throat> it wasn't like Kevin had problems with Stanley or Kevin had problems with Phyllis. Kevin had problems with Angela and Angela had problems with the hospital. Right. Um, so the proximity really had a lot to do with it. Just because if they wouldn't have been right next to each other all the time, they probably wouldn't have had that problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably true for most of us. The people that we're the closest to, those in the room that are married versus those of us that are not or friends or co-workers or children, if you have children, like that's where conflict, proximity matters when it comes to conflict. It's bound to happen, just about. What else? Just think the beauty is in the eyes of the whole, right? So that question about these legitimate grudges, like really none of them, well maybe the poster, but none of them were really legitimate unless you asked the person right. who submitted it. It was super legitimate. Right. Right. Generally speaking, yeah. Yeah. Um, conflict's hard, and even more is that we don't really see 
grace or forgiveness uh, or letting go or even trying to work towards actual like redemption, reconciliation kind of stuff is not even we're not even close to that. We're not even close to that. So a uh, couple things. So I know we're running out. I'll try to run through this pretty quickly. We see this in Luke 7. We see this uh, little parable here. It says, Two men owed a certain lender a lot of money. One owed 100 weeks uh, wages and the other owed 10 weeks wages. Both men defaulted on their loans, but the lender forgave them both. So here's the question for you. Which man will love the lender more? And Simon says, well, I guess the one who would be... I guess it would be the one who's forgiven more. Jesus says, good answer. And so, I find that, I I love that um, because that's just what's true. Is that those of us that have, that owe a hundred weeks wedges, and those of us that owe ten, it's so much easier. And, And here's the reality, right? Like we, I often think about in this particular parable, like those that are going through some deep form of recovery, who are going through so much, they totally can embrace, a lot of them at least can, this idea of forgiveness and grace because they have a lot to ask for forgiveness for. But those of us that may see ourselves in this 10-week situation where it's not as much and we're forgiven, where it's like, ah, you can't really truly embrace it or get it. And so I guess that's really kind of some of the questions I had in here was like, why do we keep score? And what's the result of this? What's the result of withholding forgiveness? And do we agree that knowing you're forgiven enables you to forgive others? I don't know. Any, any thoughts on these questions? Can you just hit one or two of them? What's that? The last one depends on your ego. Yes, absolutely. Ego is a big thing. I think the big thing with the first one, I remember, I feel like we listened to Richard Bohr say something about this. It's like, it's just very um, normal, like human nature to think that like if someone does something to me, then they need to like be punished for it somehow. Right. Like they need to suffer for it somehow. I think that comes out in like our view of justice versus like the view of like the way God does justice and he just like forgives people for things. But like for us if someone does something to us then they need to feel some sort of like mm-hmm. retribution for it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's like a very normal thing is to need to keep score and be like, you did all this stuff to me so you owe me or like I'm gonna get back at you somehow as opposed to forgiving this And the reality, too, is that when we forgive, a lot of times, like, we're holding on to this thing, this hurt, this someone letting me down. And we think that it's working, that the other person is carrying around the same weight that we're carrying around. That could be true, but oftentimes it's not the case. And if anything, we've got this weight that's weighing us down and we just haven't forgive, forgiven them or the person or whomever, whatever the situation is. And so there's freedom in the person that does their forgiving and the person that's being forgiven. 
but sometimes we don't we we don't we don't see that we want we want payback. We want you to feel. We want you to suffer. Any other thoughts on this? Any? I think forgiveness is uh, is how you teach someone else to forgive. Right. We hold that power, so we hold on to forgiveness, and we're upset. We don't know who they're going to encounter in the future that they're going to have to forgive. And so we hold that in. We kind of start a cycle. Yeah. You know, so it's really on the person that's doing the forgiving to resonate that. Yeah. Really, we hold the power. Right. And as people who are Jesus people, who have been forgiven, we should be the best at forgiving others. But oftentimes, it's Christians who are the worst at forgiving folks. I love this quote. Grace recreates all things. Nothing new happens without forgiveness. We just keep repeating the same old patterns, illusions, and half-truths. Sometimes grace does not come immediately, but like Job, we sit in the ashes, scraping our sores. Sometimes neither the desire nor the uh, decision to forgive is present. Then we must grieve and wait. We must sit in our poverty, perhaps even admitting our inability to forgive the offender that is when we learn how to pray and how to long and thirst for forgiveness. Uh, this is a really neat thing I, I found connected to this uh, from Bono. This is something that Bono said. Bono says in this interview, he says, it's, mind blowing, it's a mind-blowing concept that the God who created the universe might be looking for company, a relationship with people, but... The thing that keeps me on my knees is the difference between grace and karma. At the center of all religions is the idea of karma. You know, what you put out comes back to you. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, or in physics, the physical laws, every action meets an equal or opposite one. It's clear to me that karma is at the very heart of the universe. I'm absolutely sure of it. And yet, along comes this idea called grace to upend all of that. As you reap, so you will sow stuff. Grace defies reason and logic. Love interrupts. If you like the consequences of your actions, which in my case is very good news indeed because I've done a lot of stupid stuff. Come on, Bono. That'll preach, Bono. All right, Josh, I may be into this Bono guy. You may have it. And then the last thing I'll share before we have to leave is, um, there was actually another little piece I just wanted to show, but to wrap up, is forgiveness and reconciliation. And so I think that ultimately that the office, the episode we watched there, needs to be lots of forgiveness and lots of work towards reconciliation needs to happen. But there's the difference. One thing that I am very confident in and will often talk about is that there is a difference in forgiveness and reconciliation. I can forgive someone but I might not be reconciled to them in the exact same way that we once were. But I am 
able, I should be able to forgive them and release them and me from whatever it is that's between us. But does that mean that we're best friends anymore? Does that mean that we do business together anymore? Does that mean that we work on a project like we used to work on a project? Perhaps not. That would be a beautiful thing to happen at the end of this, right? We want to work towards reconciliation. But those are two different things. Our call is to be forgiven. That's something that we should and could do. Because much has been forgiven in us. We have all received forgiveness by someone in our lives before. So because we have been forgiven, we should easily be able to forgive those in our lives. But reconciliation is different. That's what we work towards. That's what we want to be about. But it doesn't always happen that way. If you've been abused before, you can forgive that abuser. But does that mean that you can be reconciled in the same way? It may not be healthy for you to do that. You may have to say, I forgive you and now I don't, I don't hold you you don't hold it. I'm not going to keep you in me anymore and hold this grudge. I'm releasing it. But that doesn't mean that we're in relationship anymore. Whatever that means. Because going back to the relationship, it's this, it's this outpouring and loving flow that we're invited into. And sometimes you gotta, you got to forgive and then you hopefully can get to that reconciliation. But it just may look different. And that's okay. And that's okay. Um, that's it. That's all I got for today. So forgiveness, let's work towards it. Let's not be petty like the office folks that we see. And uh, yeah, have a good rest of the week. Have a good week. We have extra donuts. Extra donuts. Yeah. <laughs>